you don't have a deal until you have a wire in your account. You're about to find out why now. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. This is the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. Buckle your your seatbelt and prepare to learn how to legally make six figures investing in real estate with no money, no credit check, and nothing but a computer and internet connection. Learn how you too can begin generating buyers and sellers for free today and why you're only two calls away from making a $10,000 or more payday while never leaving the comfort of your home. And now, your host, the virtual real estate investor, Vincent Polisi. All right, guys, here we go. What's up, everybody? This is Vincent coming to you live once again from beautiful, sunny Asheville, North Carolina. Heading back up the mountain. Just got off the phone call with one of my joint venture partners, Stephen. This is the quintessential example of why... We do things the way that we do things and why you never have a deal until you have a wire. So many people get afraid of, quote unquote, losing a deal, losing a deal, losing a deal that they don't have anyway, that they refuse to do what's necessary to actually get the deal and get it closed to fruition to get a wire in hand. So what do we got? We have got... A buyer that's executed our joint venture agreement that has a closing schedule, a conventional closing scheduled on their existing home. They do not qualify for conventional financing on the new property. And they need the money from the sale of their new home or sale of their existing home for the down payment for us for the new home that they are looking to purchase. So they've got a lot going on here. There's a lot of moving parts. They don't have the cash yet, right? This is how we get paid up front. So I'm always wanting to understand where's the cash. You've heard the thing, who's got my money? Who's got my money? Well, I want to talk to who has my money because obviously they're trying to get us to push forward on a contract on a property, but I don't have proof of funds yet. And I want to understand exactly what is going on with the existing purchase when's it going to close are there any issues is it a cash deal is there financing in place Uh, what's going on now the second part of that is that we also have a situation where the buyers are freaking out because they don't understand how things actually function which is okay because it's not their business their level of expertise their craft And they're concerned, thinking that the split second that they close on the existing home, they have to be out of the property, and they're concerned about not having any place to go. Obviously, legitimate concern to a certain extent. So, with these two things in mind, I had indicated to them, I want to talk to the buyer that's buying your property. So I can determine when they're going to close and see if I can accelerate when they're going to close if it's a cash deal because I was told that it was an investor on a cash deal and they could close whenever. Well, of course, we always do our due diligence. We always vet everything. We want to make sure that what we're being told is accurate, what other people are being told is accurate. So we coordinated a call. We just got off the call just a couple minutes ago. And 
guess what we found out, and guess what we did. Well, it just so happens that the investor buying their property is having a slight little hiccup with the hard money lender, not cash, the hard money lender that they're using for the acquisition because apparently she's going to rehab the property and then flip it. So she was happy to hear from us with the understanding that the buyers wanted to stay in the property a little bit longer after the closing because it opened up an opportunity for her in sort of a give and take thing to uh, be able to extend out her closing date, which is not what I wanted. Did not want her closing date extended out. I didn't want to push back. I wanted it pushed forward. But nonetheless, she doesn't have access to the money. I understand how the hard money deal works. And these are the handcuffs that we've got on right now. But what it also does is it buys us time to get the new deal done on the new home. And at the same time, it provided us an opportunity to have a conversation about a seller leaseback where the sellers could then pay the hard money interest expense for the period of time that they need to hold over in the property in the event in the event that the timing doesn't match up perfectly between the two closings okay so we've got some properties identified i don't have them under contract yet and even if i do they don't have the funds now we're finding out that the funds um, are going to be pushed back even further so the buyers had indicated that they had access to i don't know if it's money from mom or where it is to get an advance on the down payment if they needed it, because I've been telling them, as soon as I get this property under contract, we have to be able to pull the trigger. You've got to be able to pull the trigger with cash. We're not going to sit here and hold this house. Okay, so you need to go ahead and get all that stuff taken care of. Anytime we're doing that, somebody tells you they can get the money or Aunt Sally's going to give them the money or whatever, always make them get it now. Never, never, never let them wait until you've locked up a property. That is the kiss of death. and Because what happens is every single time, Guess what happens? They can't get the money. Because now all of a sudden you have a third-party decision-maker involved in your deal. The person with the money. Okay? And now Aunt Sally doesn't approve the house, doesn't like the deal, doesn't give them the money, never was serious about giving them the money to begin with, We're just trying to showboat, and you've wasted a bunch of time and energy and effort or whatever. So, the call today was to find out, okay, who's got my money? When can I expect it? And then if I can expect it, when I want it, which is sooner rather than later, can I also arrange for and negotiate for them to stay in the property in the event that I need to buy more time because the deal takes longer to get through the contract process than we want, okay? And that's exactly the way it worked out. So, the like I said, the hard the, because of the hard money loan, now they, they're pushing the, pushing the closing date back to what is today, July 11th. They're pushing their closing date back to the 28th. She wants to buy more time, okay? Pay less interest on the hard money loan. At the same time, then, we were able to buy time through, actually, without them having to pay money for the seller lease back, through August 11th. So they get to stay in the property for two more weeks afterwards at no cost for the ability for her to push the closing back. Okay, so less than ideal on pushing the closing back because I want the cash available now but it is what it is if she doesn't have the money she doesn't have the money 
give her the opportunity to get the money because they don't have any other deal in place. But we also buy the time that we need so that it doesn't become this big, uh, you know, Chinese fire drill trying to get them calmed down because they feel like they're going to have no place to go. So always find out where your money's at. Always, always, always get all the information. Vet everything. Do your due diligence. And then understand, because like as an example, the investor did not know that you could do a seller leaseback. And in the seller leaseback, the buyer, I'm sorry, the sellers, our, our, our uh, partners on the, on the acquisition, would be paying the interest on their hard money loan. So she perked right up when she heard that. I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Never thought of that. Okay? So it's very important to understand all of the different creative things that you can do to hold deals together to satisfy all parties, but also to get what you need in the process. But at the same time, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to make her, the the buyers, they're actually sellers and buyers selling their existing house, buying from us, go ahead and get whatever the advance is so we've got proof of funds and we can close on the new house. Now that I know that there's an issue with the financing and that there's a delay in the closing date, okay? Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense because... We're not going to continue working if we're not going to get paid, obviously. So I hope that helps. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. If you found any value in this podcast, please use our Give to Get method and take a moment to give us a five-star rating in iTunes and your favorite podcast service so we can keep giving you excellent episodes of real content you can use to profit today.